Some people call it the toughest job and the greatest blessing, being a parent. No matter what stage of life you're at, it can bring you joy and heartache. But what does the Bible say? Hello and welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Pavamani. Today, Cynthia concludes the relationship series by addressing the stage where responsibility for God's provision and blessing becomes pertinent. Let's listen in. Godly Parenting And these words that I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Deuteronomy 6, verses 6-7 through Our dear friends recently gave birth to a healthy baby boy. He's the first baby in our circles in a few years, and we are all rejoicing along with the beyond-elated new mom and dad. Every time I see a baby, the first thought that goes through my mind, and sometimes flows out in words, is, they are so tiny. New parents quickly realize how physically helpless and needy a baby is. Rocking them to sleep, wiping them down every couple of hours, feeding every three hours, pacifying them through rhythmic bouncy moves, so on and so forth. Instinct and advice from those who've gone before them equip the parents to somehow make it through the first few months. But they're happy to endure through it all because the intensity of love they feel is unlike anything else they've ever experienced. They'd lasso the moon just to hear a little giggle. Then comes the toddler years, and parents put on the safety patrol hats. Suddenly, every corner in your home is a potential threat. You realize beds are made way too high. You should have bought a round dining table instead of the four-cornered weapon you chose. And who in their right mind decided to put fire in a box and place it in the middle of the family room? Everything is threatening to physically harm your baby. Parents learn early on that children are physically vulnerable and need to be protected. As school years approach, the need to drill foundational math, wonderful concepts of science, and grammatical eloquence seem essential. After all, we need to set them up for success. They need to compete with those around them. We dream for them good futures, great careers, and prosperity. What we can easily miss in these early years of hypervigilance is that what affects our children the most is what enters their hearts and minds. The truth is your child can enter eternity without a single toy, a stitched up forehead, and with no savings account. The Bible reminds us that the most important investment a parent will ever make is in the spiritual journey of their child. Carrying our children to Jesus, training them in the ways of the Lord, bringing them up with discipline and instruction, expecting obedience, modeling a life of prayer and thanksgiving, and the list goes on. The good news is that everything you need as a parent is in the Word of God. Let the best father lead you and guide you in your parenting. 
Whether you're just starting this journey as our dear friends are, or you've been at it for 30 years, never stop bringing your children to Jesus. And when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise, never cease to carry the gospel to their hearts. And we're back here with Cynthia. Cynthia, thank you again for another reading in our relationship series. And this one was on parenting. We've been waiting for this one for a little bit. But first, how was your Easter? I had a great Easter. We did the usual. We went to church in the morning and we got to do something different from last year. Last year, Easter was just everything had just shut down. And so we were all locked up at home, but this year we got together with a few friends, <laughs> including you, De Cruz, and you know just got to spend some time together, celebrate, and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. It was so, good. It was so it was nice amazing. to be back in church for Easter. I mean, that's it's, and I've been going to church recently, but mm-hmm. to be back in person with other brothers and sisters in Christ was just a wonderful feeling. So very grateful for uh, the turn. So, you know what, let's get to the questions. There's a few this week for this conversation about parenting and just in light of scripture, which is what the show is all about. So I wanted to just ask you, I was going through my head as I was listening to you, how much difference do you see between how you were raised and how you raise your kids? There is a big difference and a big root cause to that. My parents didn't know Christ when they were raising me. I was 18 years old when my parents became believers. That makes a difference for sure. Which then started them. Yeah, it changes everything, right? It put them on this journey along which now their view on many things have changed, including parenting. And my parents are still very much part of my daily life. And so I get to benefit from their wisdom and their spiritual maturity today. But as a child, I didn't experience Christian parenting. Like like we said, knowing God changes everything and parenting is no exception. It changes how you parent. It changes the goal of parenting. And it consequently changes the relationship between parent and child. My kids have, they haven't known a life without Christ. And We try to be very intentional about making our Christian walk as parents very visible so that we can model the same to them, you know. And while being honest about our weaknesses and our brokenness with them, we want to train them to look at the Father, you know, for perfection and for stability. You know, we're not your examples. Uh, God is. And so I think that's kind of a marked difference. You know, as a kid, I had perfect examples in my parents of looking out for your family or being there for each other, working hard, being compassionate. And I hope to do just as good a job with my kids and showing them all those things. But adding to that, the essential purpose and reason for doing anything well is to ultimately glorify God and make him known yeah, to all. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that leads me to this this next question. You know, all of us go through this as kids or maybe even as we're getting older into our teens or early 20s or 30s, sometimes there's that moment when you, as a child or maybe newly married, you 
look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm never going to do that. You know, I'm not, I'm never going to do that with my kids. <laughs> I'm not going to be that person. So are there ways that you deal with your kids that you yourself probably looked in the mirror one day and said, I'm never going to do that? <laughs> a lot of things. So my parents both worked. My parents both picked, you know, awesome schools for us to attend. And my, you know, my mom is an awesome cook. So the the three things I can think of that I thought I'd never do this. The first thing that comes to mind is I never thought wow. I'd be a stay-at-home yeah. mom. Like never in my wildest dreams. I always planned dreamed and worked toward being, you know, a career woman. And it's amazing that at the age of 30, within 30 seconds of giving birth, God changed the desires of my heart. And it was so blatantly clear to me that I needed to stay home. And that's the the first thing I said to Gadi after I gave birth is I'm wow. going to stay home with her, you know, and of course, many moms do this. And so it's, you know, not to make a big deal out of it. And many moms choose to go back to work. And, it, you know, I don't, my intention is not to make a big deal of that choice. All I'm saying here is that it was not my intention, nor my plan, not even a thought in my mind mm -hmm. for a nanosecond. Um, and it's just an example of how when you ask God to lead you in your parenting, and mm -hmm. he answered you know, it was so evident that it was him because that was just not even on my radar. The second thing is mm. homeschooling. Like, I never thought I'd be a homeschooling mom because I, I, I wasn't even familiar oh. with the concept. You know, like, never even ever thought about it. Everyone I knew had gone the traditional route of sending their kids to school. And that was my plan, you know, to do the same. And yet when it was time for my oldest to head to school along with her peers, I prayed about it and asked God to help me decide which school and where to send her. And he set us down a very different course, you know, and I knew nothing mm -hmm. about homeschooling. And when I say nothing, I mean, not a thing. I didn't know anyone who was homeschooling. I I was as new to it as anyone could be, but he's so faithful. Where he leads you, he will provide. And he provided people, he provided resources and, you know, the wisdom I needed and continue to need on that journey. And then another thing that comes to mind is, which, you know, on a lighter note, maybe even comedic note is, I hate cooking. I... <laughs> I, I was married seven years before Izzy came along and poor Gadi, like he ate a lot of burnt food and there was a lot of eating out. There was, just, I don't like being in the kitchen. I did not like chopping, cooking, cleaning, anything that had to right. do with being in the kitchen. There's just nothing about it I enjoy and I still don't yet. I, I wanted them to, you know, get good, healthy and non-processed food. And so you know, I started cooking. So all the things that I thought, huh, I probably would never be doing this. Wow. I do and I can attest stuff. for our listeners that Cynthia is a great cook. And, and so is Godwin. I mean, it's just a, it's a good combination. And I only bring that up because it's just so interesting how when you're younger, you think, absolutely not. There's no way that I would ever do that. And 
And it's just funny how God takes us in completely different directions than what we thought we would be doing. So, yeah. Right. And that goes for like so many things in our lives, right? If we are willing to hold our plans and our goals Mm. for our life with open hands, you know, and just ask God, okay, you do with me what you want to do and you listen for his response, you'll be surprised at how off (laughs) you were, you know, from the course he has for you and how you know, how he strengthens you for whatever he calls you to do. You feel unprepared, you feel ill-equipped and where you're weak, he, Mm. if he becomes your strength, he will give you everything you need. What would you say was the best lesson on parenting that you got from your parents? The best lesson, my parents are are awesome parents. They are They've raised three girls and they've God bless been them. through a lot of experiences through each one of us. We're three different, very different uh, personalities, and we have given them a lot of reason to fret and to worry. And I would say that one of the best lessons I've learned from my parents is forgiveness and and standing up for your children. So we live in a culture or we grew up in a culture where there was a lot of criticism, a lot of focus on, oh, what are your kids doing? What are the choices they're making? And a lot of feedback. And being kids who moved from the Western country back to India, that was that there was a lot of that happening in our lives. And we made a lot of mistakes, as all teenagers do. And it I've always felt like my parents had been so forgiving and why I say forgiving all parents may forgive but they don't Mm. bring it back up you know they don't ever use it which they could because that's the level we've hurt them but once we got through a phase they let you really start fresh they let you uh, learn and move on instead of constantly bringing that back up or you know making you you know, dragging your face through it all the time. And I think that's, that was, we got to experience God's love through that. You know, that's truly how God sees our past. And once we ask him to wash us clean, our past is as far as the East is from the West. You know, he gives us chances upon chances to start new every day and to make better choices every day. And my parents did an awesome job of that in their parenting and continue. That's great. The whole, you know, keeps no love, keeps no record of wrongs thing. That's, that's amazing. Is there a tangible way that the Bible has changed the way that you parent? Absolutely. God and what he's taught me through the word is where I get my theme for parenting which is intentional parenting. And if you've been a listener to this podcast for a bit, this may not come as a surprise to you. I often say this, God is so intentional in everything he does. And Godwin and I have made it our parenting goal to imitate Christ and to be intentional in all aspects of parenting. And I will be the first to admit that that it's not Hmm. our default nature, It's not how we automatically respond to situations. And 
We don't always do it as humans. We succumb to convenience, the path of least resistance and comfort. But we daily try to be intentional about every little detail, be that the big choices like staying at home as a parent or their schooling choices or where we choose to live to little things like what do they eat daily? What do they wear? What, you know, what do they watch on TV? Who do they hang out with? I believe that there is a specific reason that humans have a longer growth period or a dependence period from other species. And I believe that God intends for us as parents to use that time to be the primary adults, Mm -hmm. primary decision makers, tutors, spiritual leaders in our kids' lives until they are completely independent. And we daily fight this urge to transfer these responsibilities to other people, right? And I don't mean that we, you know, we do this parenting journey on our own and we don't accept wisdom or help from others. That's not what I mean. Obviously, grandparents and uh, spiritual leader, mentors, Sunday school teachers, school teachers, aunts, uncles, godly friends, they all have had an, and continue to have an invaluable role in our girls' lives. But none of them were made to take, you know, take on parental responsibilities in their lives. And I believe God specifically chose me to be Israel and Grace's mom and specifically, specifically chose Godwin to be their father and that God has given us everything we need be that people or resources and help to bring these children up in him. But it takes us intentionally sitting at his feet and surrendering our desires for our children, our tendencies and our conveniences. And we failed many times, but Mm. we've also succeeded many times. And, but we are trying to be faithful at intentional parenting. And uh, I know that, you know, many of you listening know Cynthia personally and can also attest to that as well, that her and Godwin have raised two wonderful girls, Izzy and Gracie. And I know that they're listening right now. So yeah, good job. <laughs> Thanks. <Dick. laughs> now, what's your advice to new parents? And I know that we have a couple of those in our community and there's probably some listening to us right now. What would you, what would be your advice to them? Oh gosh, <laughs> sleep whenever baby <laughs> sleeps and when, whenever else you get a chance to. Seriously, good sleep. A good night's sleep will change your experience of parenting. But I know what you meant by that question. <laughs> um, so the only advice I will give is to surrender your parenting to God in prayer and in reading his word. And then eagerly listen for his response and accept his response. Don't manipulate it. Mm. Do not overlook it and don't reject it. The Bible has a lot to say about parenting through stories, through God's example, as as he calls Mm. himself a father and through direct instruction, right? The Bible. So the Bible has just so much, to teach us on how to be good parents. And I believe if you spend time asking God to lead you and seeking him in his word, that 
you will have everything you need to parent. The Bible says in 1 John uh, chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, that this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests we have asked of him. The Lord intends for you to be successful in your parenting journey. Mm. Uh, That is his will. And when you ask for this success, which is according to his will, the Bible says you can be confident that you have what you've asked for. So boldly ask him to show you how to parent in a manner that pleases him and glorifies him. But then the second part of that is abide Mm. by his response. Yeah, it's, as as has been the theme for this podcast, sometimes that can be a very tough word to abide by that response. It can be difficult to do, but so worth it, as you can probably yeah. confess to as well. Yeah. Well, okay, so my last question is, did being a parent for you, did it change your view of God? Good question. I wouldn't say it changed Mm. my view of God, but it surely deepened my understanding of him in multiple ways, especially the Father God, who is often associated with the one who disciplines or Mm. with harshness or correction, punishment, and other parent-like responsibilities. I long for my girls to know how much I love them, even Mm. when I'm disciplining them or giving them a consequence or withholding from them something that they really want simply because Mm. I know it's not good for them or it's not, you know, it's not in our will for them to have that. And so I know I do these things out of love and to enrich their character and their future. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 6, that the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. I, I definitely better understand the truth behind this as a mom. You know, as a parent, I also have a better understanding of what it meant for the father to send his only begotten son to die on the cross for sinners, you know, a better understanding of how much of a sacrifice that truly was, you know, and I I cannot imagine like you as a parent, you can, you can, I feel like before becoming a parent, I would look at the cross and feel so moved by Jesus's pain that he endured on the cross. And I still do. But as a parent now is added on to that, the father's pain over seeing his son on the cross and turning his face away from him. So that, you know, just, it just gives you these new angles, right? On which, you know, how loving a God we have. I I also understand better now God's unchanging love toward us, right? That nothing I've done or will ever do can change the fact that I'm his and that he loves me. You know, something else is total dependence, right? As a young child, as a dependent child, you don't have to worry about anything. When my kids are hungry, well, now they're a little more, you know, they know how to go and grab things for themselves. But as a young dependent kid, you know, when they're hungry, it's mom and dad. If you need, you know, if you need clothes, it's mom and dad. If you need your diaper changed, mom and dad, you know, you don't need to worry. 
your little head over anything because mom and dad are always on top of it. They are looking out for you and are making sure you have everything even before you need it. And so to have that concept of God, that's how he considers my needs and my my worries. You know, he's already addressed each need, each worry, each desire I have. And, you know, so to even think of God along those lines, you know, so parenting has helped me a lot in seeing especially the father person of the Trinity, I'd say. And we talked on one of the initial episodes on the podcast of how, you know, God is on our side. You know, parents know that they are their children's Mm. number one fans and cheerleaders and supporters. And know that God feels the same for you. He, He wants you to succeed at his purpose for your life, which is being conformed to the image of Christ. And so he is going to, he's going to support you on that. He's going to make sure you get there, right? So that's, you know, that's also amazing to know that, hey, God is on my side, just like I, I would give anything for my kids to, to reach their goals and, you know, to, get where they need to get. We're doing everything humanly possible. So much more, so much more for God. You know, parenting is an amazing journey where we will learn a lot about sacrificial love and get a glimpse of God's sacrificial love toward us. And before we close, I just want to uh, take a moment to encourage parents who have been at it for a while, right? Or have older kids. It's never too late to start praying for your children. It's never too late to ask God for help in your parenting or ask God to help you be a godly mom and a godly dad. It's never too late to start parenting differently. No matter what yesterday looked like, you can start new today. You know, surrender your parenting journey, pray and pick up your Bible and God will transform your parenting journey. This I can guarantee. That's great. And one of the things that you said um, really resonated with me that it's always good when the Bible reminds you that the father disciplines whom he loves. And that's such a great, I know that we've addressed this before here on the podcast as well. So such yes. a great reminder. Well, mm-hmm. that's all we have for today. Cynthia, what do we have prepared for next week? So this uh, this was our last of our relationship series. We are planning a Q&A for next week for the last three episodes. So that was relationships with coworkers, relation, the marriage relationship, and parenting. So if you have any questions, listeners, please do email me and we will try to have answers for you. That's right. And uh, thank you again for listening to this week's episode. So again, the next episode that Cynthia just talked about will be coming out next Wednesday. And to stay up to date, you can always subscribe to this podcast, turn on your notifications so that you always know when the next episode comes out. And like Cynthia mentioned, if you have any questions that we can address on this next episode, send her an email at Cynthia at pickupyourbible.com. And if you want to suggest anything else for the show, like finding a new host, you don't like to host at all, you can do that as well. (laughs) No way. (laughs) He's irreplaceable. 
I'm not taking suggestions. And with that, listeners, may you experience the knowledge, wisdom, and love of God as you join us and pick up your Bible. Until next time, God bless you.